Atomic Joints Activated. Oh, Goblin Stompers, what's shaking? It's been a busy week. Oh, well, not on the podcast, but it's been a busy week for me, and I'm going to share it with you. So, what's going on in gaming? Well, here's an interesting thing that's happening. Uh, well, interesting to me, and a little annoying. Not going to lie. I mean, it's super good, but it means work. I don't really love work. So, as many of you know, uh, I love the Virtual Tabletop Fantasy Grounds, what I play on, uh, probably now 75% of the time uh, I'm on that. And a wonderful fellow goes by the moniker Celestian uh, in the community, developed a 1E slash 2E AD&D rule set. And it is phenomenal. It has been great. It has been wonderful. Many people have used it and adopted it. He has kept up religiously with the updates from Fantasy Grounds to make sure that it is functioning correctly and well, and uh, that there's been really almost no lag. He responds incredibly quickly to requests and issues that are reported in the forums. That's always awesome. Uh, and amazingly, uh, the... The company that owns Fantasy Grounds, Smite Works, decided to pick up the rule set and make it official. Woohoo! Which is great. It's great for him, I imagine. Hopefully, uh, it means, I don't know what it means, maybe financially for him. I don't know if it means something. Uh, but if it does, great. If it doesn't, I'm sure he's still very proud that the work that he's done has been officially adopted by both the users and now the, the creators or the owners of Fantasy Grounds. So that's phenomenal. The thing is that, of course, he's now going to have to, he can't support two rule sets. He can't keep making things happen. There's two things, really, that I found a little problematic. One is that it used to be called the AD&D Core rule set, and that meant that it's sort of a generic name that meant that it supported both rule sets. I think probably it had more users uh, who needed the functionality and was using or and were using it to play 2e. But I was super excited he has an extension for it that enables sort of a 1e play environment that works very well. And and now that it's been adopted as an official rule set, it's being touted as the AD&D 2e rule set. Okay. Look, it's just a name. The 1E extension still functions. He's still, uh, I assume, going to support that extension and make sure that it keeps doing what it's supposed to be doing within the confines of that rule set, the boundaries, etc. But it's a little disheartening uh, that it, it, the name no longer sort of encompasses the whole, the whole schmageggy that is 1E slash 2E. And, and there are some very significant differences. I mean, there are some very significant similarities. I get that. For many people, it was a smooth transition to 2E. I never made that transition. Uh, I played it. I've definitely played second edition. I understand it because it's not that much harder to understand, that much different to understand than 1E. Uh, Non-weapon proficiencies, kits. It was sort of what I consider to be really the beginning of the end of 
sort of the open-ended character and play for the open-ended character. In other words, it started to really structurally create an environment where you were now building the character. And I did not love that. It was not something that I necessarily felt was important. Um, so, so there's that, but, but again, okay, now why is it, what's the other reason it's sort of aggravating? Well, because I've been playing in this unofficial rule set, the new rule set has been pushed as official and is getting updates as official rule sets do. And so now I have to take all of the work that I've done in 1E and move it over to, to this in the AD&D core rule set. That's where the work was completed. Now I have to push it over into this second edition rule set. And um, so, so there's that. It's, is it like an excessive amount of work? No. No, it's probably a few hours to sort of get it together, push it over, organize it, export the characters and import them into the new rule set. But, but I really need to get it done because the support for the AD&D core rule set's going to go away. There'll only be this AD&D second edition rule set. The other thing that was, uh, you know, nice, especially for second edition players, is they've now released a player's handbook, a monster manual, um, and, a, and a, I think a DMG for second edition uh, that you can buy through that rule set. But the folks that I play with, they're really, they're BX players, they're basic and expert guys, and, and 1E. That, that's how we grew up, that's what we played, that's what we want to play. So there's not, you know, I would love to see like a first edition version of those books be made available. I, I don't think that, that the company or the creator believes that there's enough of uh, a user base to really do that. So we're just going to be left with the sort of the SRD tools that are available. And uh, there'll be a lot of manual work to make that happen. That's just what it is. But it's cool. Like, I'm super glad Celestian did it. Uh, I've had a number of interactions with him. I've used the rule set for a while in a number of different set, you know, with a number of different groups of people. Um, I'd love to play in it. I don't know who's running a 1E game. I'd love to play in it. I've only run it at this point, so I'm only seeing it from one side. But that's happened. Uh, so I have a, a 1E game coming up tomorrow. So tonight will be uh, the few hours of work needed to push things to the 2E official rule set. And, uh, and then it'll be game on, and hopefully it'll be a smooth transition. And I need, need a player, really. That's a pro that's been a problem. Um, you know, I started out with five, maybe six guys, and, uh, you know, it's it's a bi-weekly Wednesday night game, so you know, we're only playing twice a month for eh, two, two and a half hours in a shot. It's not a huge time sink, but, you know, people's schedules are tough when you're, when you're in our sort of age bracket, um, and I've lost a couple people just simply to, to really scheduling, to, to them having to either spend time doing a certain family thing at that point. Mmm, it's the morning I'm having coffee. Or uh, I've lost them to, to a work commitment. I'm not mad at that, you know, it's a little disheartening. But I, I do have a couple of slots. So if you're reading this, reading, 
man, it is early and I have not had enough coffee. If you are listening to this podcast and you are interested in playing one, it is cost free. A lot of people associate Fantasy Grounds with a cost, but I, I hold an ultimate license and that means that anybody that plays in my game simply has to download the software and play. We play every other Wednesday um, from approximately 8 p.m. to approximately 10 p.m. Uh, and that's Eastern Standard. And I know I don't have a million listeners, so it's a very small group that I'm speaking to. But, uh, you know, I imagine if you're hearing me and you're interested in, in, in my voice, then maybe you'd be interested in playing a couple of hours of ADD online. So what else has been going on? Oh, it's been a big week in my house. Yes, we, uh, we bought ourselves, my girlfriend and I, and I, we're in the new house. I know you, if you've listened, you know that we're in the new house. And uh, so being in a new house, we needed a new dog. Uh, well, I shouldn't say a new dog. We needed a dog. We have, we've not had a dog or a cat or any pets. And so and my girlfriend, uh, one of the caveats, one of the stipulations of our purchasing a home together was that she wanted a dog. Uh, if we had the space, we had a yard, and she wanted a dog and we have that. And so now we have an 11-week-old cockapoo. You folks of a certain age may recognize his name. We have named him Augie, as in Augie Doggie. Uh, if you are of a certain age, you may remember Quick Draw McGraw and the many cartoons that played in that half hour, including Augie Doggie and Doggie Daddy. But I had sort of a sneaky, I wanted to sort of sneak in of a secret name for the dog because I like for all the pets that I have had in the past to sort of reflect my literary taste so really his full name his actual name and his name that I yell when I am mad at him which you know he's a puppy so this week it's been a lot of full name calling uh is August they're left so August the Cthulhu mythos Hanger on the compatriot of H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, so yeah, so his name's August, really. That's his full name. And and uh, you know, he's a puppy, so he's he's chewing everything. And uh, while we are working hard to make house training a thing, uh, there's been some accidents, more than a few. And. Uh, but, you know, he's, we keep him on as tight a schedule as we can with food and with water and with walking. As tight a schedule as two working people can. And my, my girlfriend, she's a professor, uh, and a psychologist, and uh, she has a much more flexible schedule than I do, especially now that this semester has ended and all of her summer work will be online. So hopefully during these formative months, the first few months, she will be able to straighten him out. And as a psychologist... One would hope that uh, that you know, behavior modification would be something she could handle. His cuteness, however, is a huge problem and deterrent to uh, to being harsh with him. So there's that. His crate training has been great, I should say, for those of you who have dogs and have crate trained them. And you know what kind of a problem that can be. It's actually been very smooth for him, knock on some sort of, uh, there's only plastic in here, there's no wood, but uh, 
put him down about 9, 930, goes into the crate. We've been feeding him in the crate. That was a suggestion from a vet tech friend of mine, and that's worked very well. And we keep the crate open. He doesn't seem to want to go in there much at this point. Uh, first run around and then just drop wherever he is. But uh, about 9, 930, I put him in there, close it. I put on some doggy sleep music from Google Play. He maybe yelps a couple of times uh, that he is a little upset or maybe scared, but but the music seems to calm him. And uh, and he's been sleeping through the night. You know, he goes down about 9, 9.30, sleeps till about 6, 6.30, which is when we're up anyway. In fact, this morning we had to get him up to go for the walk. We get him up, we go for the walk. He generally will pee and poo right away in the morning. But he, he seems to also have like a second wave of poo that we can't really, we can't count the minutes. We can't figure out the timing on the second poo. I don't know. I don't know how exciting that is for you, but we have a puppy. If you're interested, happy to uh, post a picture somewhere. I, I don't know where, maybe on the website, maybe on the blog, I'll post some pictures that I took of him this weekend. Because now that I have a puppy, I have a uh, sort of a subject uh, for my photography, which is fun. What about the pawn shop? What's been going on there? Uh, work has been relatively slow. We're at the end of the month. That means people are coming in and needing money. And uh, we are generally at this point fairly depleted. Uh, there comes days where we have to spend or we have to tell people that you know we're out. They don't understand it. They believe we print the money. Uh, somehow we manufacture the money. But that's not the case. We have the money when people bring us the money and we don't have the money when people take the money. And that's the cycle for the pawn shop. You know, people often ask, the most common question, by the way, uh, that I get asked as a pawnbroker, what's the most interesting thing you've taken in? People watch way too much television. They believe that everything that comes in is interesting, and that is not the case. Most of what comes in is garbage. Uh, I'd say I'd say 60% of what comes in gets turned away at the door. And um, so, uh, you know, a lot of it is unusable, and un unsellable. Some of it gets walked out by the owner who thinks that the item is more valuable than it really is. The how valuable you think your item is is probably your way off. That that's for sure. Maybe one day we'll have a real discussion about the value of things. And uh, so, what people want to know, I will tell you that since I've been there, I haven't seen all that many super hyper interesting things. I've seen some very old computers, and that is exciting for me. Uh, I like old computers, so I'm interested when uh, a big old HP comes in from like 1981. Uh, but really, I, I would say the most interesting thing, that one time a fellow came in and he tried to sell me his prosthetic limb, but it wasn't his old prosthetic limb. So yeah, he, uh, sorry, I had to take a quick break there. Um, he, he wanted to sell me his prosthetic leg and he, he just pulled it right out of his pants uh, and he hopped there and it was ridiculous. First of all, who am I going to sell a prosthetic leg to? I mean, that's just insane. No one's going to want somebody's used prosthetic leg. So immediately I knew, like, I don't want this. There's no market for it. And two, it was an old, it was like an old wooden prosthetic leg. It wasn't even an interesting titanium prosthetic. It was junk. If it had been something cool looking, like, uh, 
like Android-ish, like, like cyborg-ish. Like, like it looked like it came off the Terminator. I probably would have bought it and just taken it home. Maybe that's weird, but it would have been cool. It would have been cool to photograph. I don't know. You know, stupid stuff. People, people generally just bring me a television or a DVD player. Yes, people still watch DVDs where I work. In this part of Philadelphia, DVDs are still important. We sell them. We sell them. Right? Um, what do I sell a lot of? You know, I don't know. What do I sell? Binoculars. Yeah, and they're not bird watching, by the way, these folks. Um, I'll, I'll leave it up to your imagination what they're using the binoculars for, but they are not birders. Okay. Uh, we sell a lot of TVs. We sell a fair amount of jewelry. Not a super amount. Tools. Tools are the number one thing that people bring us. And I don't mean hand tools. I mean mostly power tools. That's our primary, I think our primary item, if you don't count gold and jewelry, gold and silver jewelry, that tools are what move in and out of the store most often. It's not that interesting, you know. Uh, the people are more interesting than the products. So there's that. But really, uh, it, you know, today's the 30th. Tomorrow will be the first. There'll be a huge mad rush to get their stuff out so they can bring it back on Friday when they've spent all their money. Or on Monday when they've spent all their money. The cycle will continue if you listen to a previous episode or two. I, I think I talked about the cycle. So it shouldn't shock people that at the end of the month, money is needed. And at the beginning of the month, money is had and items are freed from their prison. And then shortly thereafter, they come back. And that's really it. Uh, I do have a Sunday game. I'm going to go back to gaming now. I do have a Sunday game as well. I'm excited for that. Uh, this, uh, it'll mean guests for the puppy and uh, more playmates, I imagine. And... It'll mean uh, like more than a couple hours of gaming. It'll mean from 11 to 4, I'll be solid gaming, which is awesome. I'd like to find one more player for that. I don't expect anybody listening to this is local to Philadelphia area. But uh, yeah, I would like one more player for that. I think three is great. I think four will really be a boon. Um, I actually do sort of have a fourth player, but he's incapacitated. He's ill. He's just had a marrow transplant uh, with cancer and he's recovering and hopefully he's doing well uh, he was as of last week I will check in this week with him as I have been doing and uh, and that's it I you know I, I think I've taken up enough time thanks everybody who has uh, called in to both welcome me back uh, and to, to, to post uh, I don't know I don't think anybody said anything about anything but you know, I don't know that I'm really talking about anything right now of any real significance uh you know um uh so yeah that's it i think we're gonna call it a day i think we will uh finish off this segment i hope all you uh osr anchorites are doing great i hope that you have some games planned for the upcoming week and weekend and uh enjoy yourselves game on Talk to you uh, possibly later in the week. Maybe I'll do an after-the-game roundup uh, on from Wednesday. That'd be cool. See how that transition goes to 2E. I will report back on that or to the official rule set versus, well, you listen. You know. All right, guys. Have a great one. Peace.